Welcome to another episode of Heroes And. This is a podcast where we talk about Heroes And comics, movies, TV shows, and Nintendo playing everyone by charging for Super Mario Run. Basically, if it's part of geek culture, we're going to talk about it. I'm Cody. And I'm Andy. And today we are talking about Heroes And Rogue One. But before we get to the movie and our thoughts on it and reactions and all that stuff, uh, we wanted to first give you uh, our thoughts on a couple of big trailers that uh, just dropped maybe a week or two ago. And uh, we, we won't be able to do a full episode on them. So this is why we're just going to do them right up here up front. Uh, we're going to talk about the latest Guardians trailer and the new Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. So, uh, CP, which one do you want to talk about first? Well, let's talk about Guardians because I know that when that teaser came out, you weren't overly amused. Either. No, I was pretty... I, ironically, I would say probably... I was disappointed by it, which is yeah. the irony being me being a huge Guardians fan. Isn't that your favorite MCU movie? That is my favorite MCU movie. So I was, yeah, it was definitely disappointing uh, when that when they first dropped that first trailer. But uh, they they redeemed themselves, I think, with the second trailer. So, yeah. uh, Cody, what are your what are your first thoughts on it? Anything stood out? Anything you liked about it more than the last one? I thought I thought it was a lot of fun, and I think we we saw exactly kind of what we wanted to <laughs> with mm-hmm. the first one, and that we actually you know saw our heroes kind of interacting and such. Yeah. Um, I think I I'm concerned, and I've read articles like interviews with James Gunn saying that yeah. ba- that Baby Groot isn't just a toy cell. Okay. You know. Yeah. Because he's really freaking cute. You know? <laughs> yes. But yes. I, what I, I don't want him to be like you know like Jawas or you know like. Like yeah. just a good toy, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but uh, but no, I thought it was good. I thought it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I don't know what it was that was necessarily different. Um, maybe it was the length. I thought the first one was shorter too. Yeah. So maybe I'm, I think my biggest frustration with the first one was why show us anything if it wasn't a good amount of something? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it was just that was I think the most disappointing part for the first trailer but the second one dropped i really enjoyed it the humor was there of course uh we got to see more of um de patista um you know he's he just does he does such a great job in that role you know Mm -hmm. as being um drax like it was it was it was good it was great you know so Mm -hmm. it was his humor was was awesome so um i i I mean everything was great the last part with um the star lord's like true feelings being revealed um <laughs> yeah and then you know yeah. uh, it, was, it was all of it was great dude all of it was great. and then uh drax is like do me do yeah. me <laughs> me next like it was just it was just good um and i but what's crazy is like okay now there's two trailers out maybe officially at one teaser one trailer mm-hmm. but i don't, I don't want to see anymore i don't want yeah. i don't like I don't want to see any more because I just want to experience all of the awesomeness um, in the movie, you know, at the movie theater right, and right. all that stuff. So, uh, but we haven't even seen the bad guy yet. Like, there's no right. Like, to my knowledge, not that I don't, I don't think so. So I, I feel like there's even more that they can show, but right. but it's gonna be harder for me right, not right. to to do that to watch all those new stuff. But uh, anything else on on Guardians? I don't think so. The other one that has come out recently is the first Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. Uh, trailer. And I will say it was really nice seeing that one. Yes. Uh, with Rogue One. Andy, what did you think of Spider-Man Homecoming? If it trailer? feels like it feels like a teen movie, which I, I actually think is I, I actually enjoy. 
Like mm-hmm. I think the sound, the the soundtrack, the the song that's playing in the background um, during most of the trailer, when you know Peter Parker is just at school and he's being a nerd and mm-hmm. he's being awkward with girls and stuff like yeah. that. Like that's the like that's the heart of Peter Parker. Like that's that's why I love Miles because Miles is is he's back at school. Like he's he's young compared to where Peter Parker is now in the comics, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, him being a high schooler is phenomenal and um of course you know robert downing jr is bringing the jokes he's yeah so it was great we saw the bad guy we saw how incredible he looks and Mm -hmm. you know there are some incredible scenes that i mean that fairy scene was awesome the way the trailer ended was like like it was awesome like it was it was great cody what are your thoughts on it there's a particular point where i was like yeah i'm entirely on board with this i could have <laughs> stopped watching the trailer now and that's it's i think it's the first scene that we see but it's when he's at the bank like oh he's yeah stopping the bank robbery uh-huh um <laughs> and he says you guys aren't the real avengers i can tell hulk gives it away yeah like i just i i love that essence of of capture, capturing Peter Parker's, you know, like that he's making jokes and mm-hmm. that he's being witty, yeah, as Spider Man. But then, like, and we still see, still, we still see in the trailer too that he's awkward still as Peter Parker, and yeah. he's like checking a girl out, and he's like, "Has she worn that outfit before?" <laughs> and then his, friends, his his buddy's like, "Not that outfit, not that shirt with those yeah, pants," yeah, you know, like yeah. just making fun of that whole like teenage drama kind of deal like yeah. you, like you said like it feels like a teen movie yeah um, which it, i think is what marvel needs to do like they have to keep their movies feeling distinct and not just all like superhero movies so. yeah and i think i think they're gonna do a good job with this one and um i think the humor is gonna be great um the look of everything is i think is gonna be great uh the fir- i mean that first shot that we see a vulture looks amazing and where he's flying down yeah i mean like he like stops kind of like right before he lands to some degree like that i think looks great too and um it's michael keaton if i'm not mistaken is the villain and the the actor and so you know the acting's gonna be great and the performance is gonna be well delivered and all Mm -hmm. that and so i'm looking forward to it i think it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun um but yeah we'll we'll see how that how that fits the rest of the mcu uh, any last thoughts before we move on to the main piece? No, let's go. All right. So Rogue One came out this past weekend, and I'm assuming a lot of you guys saw it. If you guys are listening to the podcast, it's probably chances are high that you saw Rogue One mm-hmm. as well at least one time. Uh, I know Matt Sanders is listening, so I know he saw it, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of times. I think he's seen it twice now yeah. from when I saw him this morning. Yeah. So he, uh, I-, I know you guys have seen it. Uh, so let's just dive right into it. CP, what did you think of Rogue One, a Star Wars story? Now, don't hate me, internet. (laughs) Yes. Like, people have been asking me what I thought about it, and I I thought it was good. Like, I... I not that's not to say that it's like uh, it's that's Cody. A, I'm Andy. Ever and it's a good movie, right? Um, but I I I just thought it was good. Like, um, I I think I was texting actually Sound Guy Steven today, um, and he was asking me what I thought about it, and I was telling him that like my ranking now because I feel like any Star Wars movie you just gotta like consider <laughs> immediately them immediately rank them rank them <laughs> uh, line them up is six three seven five Rogue One or sorry 
six three seven five rogue one four one two so it's like it's it's up there like it's not the worst of them but i i don't know i think what i appreciate the most about it is that it gives and adds a lot of heart to a new hope that wasn't there before Mm -hmm. um and i i appreciate it for that but i wouldn't say necessarily say it's my favorite movie or that it was a great movie but i appreciate that they did the whole star wars thing without any jedis yes uh you're right the internet does hate you uh first off because and and it's okay not only does the internet hate you cody pick but the internet it's going to hate me as well because i feel the same exact way i just think that it was it was good like i'm okay paying full price you know admission for the movie ticket Mm -hmm. i feel like it was worth that and i feel like would you have paid 3d for it no but I also knew that it wasn't necessarily going to be 3D fancy. It wasn't going to be added to. Yeah. 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 So, I, I, you know, I definitely wasn't going to do that. But I, I don't know. I just thought it was good. Like, I I don't think it compares to any of the other ones in my in my opinion. Like Better than Force Awakens? Like, would no, you? No. No, I, would, I wouldn't go that far. I, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I don't know if I'm just being picky or if maybe because... Maybe Star Wars, the the franchise as a whole, isn't my main franchise that I'm, I guess, obsessed with or right. most passionate about. Maybe is a better way of putting it. So maybe that's why I just kind of thought, oh, it was, it was, it was fine. It was good, you know. Uh, but I, I just thought it was, I, I thought it was exactly that. I, mm-hmm. I think probably it, maybe we can slowly transition into why you know, some of the negative stuff, maybe, but. For me, I, it just felt like I knew that they needed to steal the plans to destroy the Death Star, you know, or the plans to how to destroy the Death Star. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And by episode four and watching and knowing how episode four unfolds, of course, you know that they're going to get the plans. And so you know that they're going to complete the mission. Right? right. So it's like at that right. point, like, what's the main tension? Like, what's the main emotional pull that you're gonna give me and i don't know if they necessarily sold you on that uh, sold me on on anything um, like uh, to really get me emotionally invested to some degree as much as maybe uh, as much as they would hope or or liked for or as much as maybe some other uh people who have seen the movie yeah you know but to me i knew how it was gonna end i knew they got the plans and so in my head i'm like let's just just give me the action just give me them trying to escape with the plans and make it out alive and you know like that was that was my thinking and i think probably the, the biggest um uh, kind of frustration with it is I, I wish it was maybe just the last one third of the movie i really really don't think the first two thirds of it was as necessary yeah you know so does that make sense do you agree no, do you yeah, disagree i i can i think that's always the tension when they do prequels to some degree is it well, we already know how the story ends, so like, yeah. If we've never needed the beginning of the story, like, <laughs> yeah, up to this point, up to this yeah. point, we've done all right without it. So why do we need it now? You know? Yeah. Um, I agree. I think I I enjoyed the story of the Ursos, of mm-hmm. of Jin and of her dad, and yeah. Um, and also just seeing some of like, uh, like how, uh, Cassian says Cassian Andor Diego Luna's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, how he says that he's been 
in the rebellion since he was six. Yeah. You know, like, this is a fight that's been going on for 19 years, I think, is the official gap between mm-hmm. uh, between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So this has been going on for a long time, and it's uh, kind of all kind finally coming to a head um, right before, you know, right before A New Hope. And so I think that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and... More seeing, I think, stuff of like the like the Jedi temple being destroyed, mm-hmm. and just this like the symbol of you know the Jedi of the times of old, you know, yeah, that the rebellions are that the rebel is trying to fight and trying to uh, reclaim, you know. Uh, so I that's I think the the bigger like appreciation for it, but yeah, um, for me, like I I think it was just going, it was literally going all over the place. <laughs> Like with the lo- locations, you know, like after yeah. after a while, I was like, I'm not even gonna try to pick, like, to know where they are anymore. Like, this is worse than Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like there's so many people that I that I I'm, I'm meeting that I like that one. I don't even know if they've really said their names. Like, there's ones that I don't know that they said their names a whole lot. Like, I have IMDb up, so that's how I'm like, but. uh like Donnie Yen's character, Sharut Imwe, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, Wen, Wen Yang's, yeah, uh, Bay's uh, Orson Krennic. You know, we know he's the one that is trying to tell Bane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that he he's the one trying to tell Bane. Yeah, that he's sold gave him a small fortune. So he does control him. So he does control him, and then Bane says. You don't have power over me. <laughs> that's the only way I know that guy. And that's, <laughs> the same, that's the same. I way. was glad that he that he didn't get his butt handed to yeah. him by Bane this time around. <laughs> but, uh, like Sog Rare, I knew, but a lot of the characters though, I really felt like I I didn't really know the names of. It wasn't until probably most of the way through the movie, and maybe I wasn't paying attention enough, or maybe I need to see the movie eight times. Yeah, but because because they had kind of this expanded. Um, central cast, you know, and a lot of it centered on Jin and and Cassian, yeah, and K two, but like they had a pretty big cast, yeah. you know, and so maybe that's why it was a little harder to harder to follow, you know. Uh, but I really, I really did also feel like the places were like jumping around so much, so to the point where I was like, okay, I need to remember Yavin four because that was in A New Hope and that's the Rebel base, like, yeah. Get that. Need to remember uh, Scarif. Because that's where the pretty palm trees are. Yes, that's where the you know empire base is, and then there, I think there was only like one one other place that I was like really in particular about um, about remembering yeah. Jeddah. Because but other than that, it was like there's so many places happening here that yeah. I don't I can't you know I can't follow it all. So yeah, and I mean uh, also before we continue with our thoughts and reactions. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I just felt obviously that's a given. Batman uh, kills Bane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um there was a lot of places to you know to try to keep uh memory of and try to remember and all that stuff and um the cast was there was a larger cast I I felt like too. Yeah. And here was the other disappointing thing is by the end of the movie any cool connections or like any appreciation for some of these characters or spoiler you know, alert for yeah, serious guys yeah for, <laughs> but like by the end of the movie it's like oh they they all like they're all die like they're Literally, all dead like everyone like for the most part like except uh, the people that we already knew yeah in a new hope yeah exactly and it was just like okay 
so again any any emotional investment that i i could have had with these characters or should have had with these characters it's like they're, i'm never gonna see them again yeah you know in any in any star wars maybe a game maybe a comic book but you know anything that has weight to to mm-hmm. it i mean that was it um right i think and that was something too like um while morgan and i were watching it there was a point where um i think it was maybe it was as uh as cassian and k2 and Jin were um trying to locate the uh like locate the plans locate yeah. the tape with the, the death star planes yeah um I think it was maybe in there, but Morgan asked me if I thought it would be possible for Cassian and Jin to be Ray's parents. Yeah. And then, and then pretty shortly thereafter, <laughs> like, Charette dies, Baze dies, <laughs> like, Bodhi dies. Like, everyone, I was like, I was like, I don't think any of our heroes are making it out of this. <laughs> no. like, yeah. like, but then even our good, our bad guys didn't really make it out. Like, yeah. uh, Krennic, you know, like he, he didn't live to tell the tale. Yeah. Um, and then anyone else that was down on, um, you know, like all the death troopers apparently, mm. because we never saw those anywhere. Else <laughs> yeah. Later. yeah. But, yeah. uh, you know, so like, um, the Sagarera dies, you know, like everyone, I think mm-hmm. with the exception of like, Bail Organa and Mon Mothma, mm-hmm. um, all all don't make it, and so I do think that adds, like again, I think that adds weight to A New Hope, and it makes the fact that they succeeded in getting these Death Star plans much bigger deal. Because kind of, in, I I feel like with the thinking of A New Hope, at least personally, I've always thought like, oh, they just like somehow like one spy went in and he snuck into like. The Death Star snuck into some rebel or mm-hmm. empire base. Yeah, and he like swiped a key card. You know, and he killed it. a guard. Yeah, swiped his key card, put on his uniform, faked like he was him, and then he got the planes and he got out of there. <laughs> like, but like Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, like Tom Cruise did this. You know, yeah, he flew flew on the outside of a Tie Fighter. <laughs> yes, through space. Um, yeah. No, but but uh, but yeah. So I think I've always kind of thought about it that way. But thinking that like people actually died. You know, like. Um, recovering these plans mm-hmm. um and a lot of people died you know um, yeah i think is is a kind of a big deal so. yeah I, i'm interested as i'm interested to see how i react now to episode four like next time i watch episode mm-hmm. four like if that opening scene like if that's going to be viewed differently now um knowing and having seen rogue one uh especially knowing exactly what you said all the sacrifice and the backstory to it, like if that's gonna, you know, mean anything differently now. Um, but one of the things that I, I did want to talk to you about that, in connection to episode four, was as I was watching Rogue One. And maybe you thought this or would disagree or whatnot, but I felt like it felt more original trilogy more than Episode Seven did. Does that make sense? Like I was watching Rogue One and I thought, oh, this looks like maybe it's because it's right before episode four. So they but my thinking was, oh, this feels and looks like episode four to some degree. Like I don't know if yeah. it was like I, I I don't know, maybe it was just a rebel base. I, I don't know. I just, it just felt like this just feels and looks like old school Star Wars for some for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know what 
what it was. Obviously, when they went and like when they were doing like the final scene on the beach and all that stuff, like that didn't feel like episode four. But like leading up to it, there was just some parts that just like clearly took me back to episode four. And yeah, I just felt like oh, this it fe- it feels like Star Wars still. Like it it doesn't it still felt like it was part of this big story so it didn't mm-hmm. feel necessary out of place like so i, I was mm-hmm. pleased that it still was star wars and it wasn't like a random side story that you know what i'm saying like right, i, I right. was pleased like, like it felt like it belonged yeah to some degree like i was yeah. like okay like they they've captured that um but again i think if i think only because it reminded me of maybe scenes here and there of episode four and of course obviously it leads right into episode four. So of mm-hmm. course it's going to, they're trying to make it as seemly, like seamlessly as like, you know, as possible. Right. So that makes, you know, that makes sense that they did that. But, um, but yeah, so I, I was, that was one thing I thought about in regard to episode four. Um, and then uh, how do you, how, like, how did you feel? What did you think about the last 10 minutes of rogue one? Like, because that really does go into pretty oh, yeah, much it's like, directly into that's a, that, and that was like its own kind of like after particular like after Jane or after Jin and Cassian died yeah. and I was like realizing like there's still it's a pretty good chunk of like at least 10 15 minutes or so of movie yeah. left um but like I I was like in that moment I was like super tense mm-hmm. and I like I don't know maybe it's wrong of me to have like almost would have preferred that it was more Vader stuff. Yeah. But I really think I just want a Vader movie. Yeah. Like, you know, I just, like, I would like to see Vader doing bad things, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, but I, I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it did a great job of building the tension of, like, you know, like, even though we know that the plans are going to make it out of, out of that, you know, that <laughs> section where the guys were locked in and they were trapped and Vader was coming, like... Even though we knew that the planes were going to make it out, it was like, oh my gosh, like, like he was like slicing people and reflecting, you know, reflecting blaster shots and choking people and like grabbing them and like shaking them and throwing them and like, yeah, it was intense. I was ready to, I was like, put I, like, you know, the, the, the Darth Vader fanboy is like Kylo Ren and then me. Like, <laughs> yeah. At, at that point, you were, you were all about him. Mm-hmm. I do. That part was just absolutely incredible. Like hands down, that was the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Like that Vader scene where he's just first off, I really didn't even know what was happening because all those uh those guards, those like rebel guards are there and they're they're getting ready to fight someone. And I'm like, I I don't know if I missed her or what, I just didn't connect the dots. But then oh I oh I heard I didn't even you don't even see him, but you just hear Darth just breathing. Which was incredible. It had like a very horror feel to it. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, these people are literally about to they're they're gonna be murdered. <laughs> like there's like yeah. Jason Voorhees is here, like he's gonna yeah. kill yeah. all these teenagers. Like and so the breathing's there, he turns on the lightsaber, which is that's how you finally see the like his body is from the light of the lightsaber. And then he just goes, he goes off and it was incredible. The whole time I'm watching with Brittany and I'm just squeezing her hand. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> this is like, this is yeah. it. Like, and it was just, that part was, it was so gnarly. Yeah. Cause I feel like we never, aside from when we see Vader fight Luke, 
mm-hmm. feel like we never got a good glimpse of like how how powerful he actually is, even just with a lightsaber. Yeah, you know? much less with how he throws people around with the force. But yeah, and which I think is why I would be okay with there being a Darth Vader Star Wars story. Like, yeah, either if whether it's dealing with something in the middle of that takes place like in the middle of Return of the Jedi and mm-hmm. like in those, you know, um, or if it's you know like. 10 years after, uh, like, when he's, like, at the height of his evil this, yeah. you know, which is probably right before this, because dude was evil. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, you know, like, something where it's just, like, Vader doing, like, going out on task by the, um, you know, from the empire, Emperor, mm-hmm. maybe still struggling a little bit with, uh, with what the pull to the light, you know, much yeah. like Kylo Ren was. Especially in this time where we're struggling, where Kylo Ren is struggling, you know, it would be cool to see that as well yeah um but this is not our first star wars story Mm -mm. we have two in the pipeline yeah with the with the han solo movie and the boba fett story so uh andy do you know or do you have a preference necessarily of where those like where the han solo movie falls in line with the rest of these um i don't I don't think so. It just gave me confidence that, hey, these are still going to be good movies. And it's not like I was doubting that. But again, I was just kind of curious, like, is this really going to even be worth it? Is it Mm going to feel so like a still like a Star Wars movie? Is it going to be worth my time and my money? Like, you know, kind of a thing. Or is it, you know, um, or is it or or am I going to be the guy like, you know what? I'm just going to watch some the regular episodes, you know, the main story, you know, um, movies you know kind of similar to uh for those who read comic books you know if there's a big comic book event there's all these tie-ins that aren't necessarily crucial to the main storyline but they do give some extra everybody's having yeah affected by the tie-in exactly exactly so you know similar to that am i gonna strictly be a main you know comic book event kind of guy or am i gonna buy some of these tie-ins this movie, Rogue One, hey, I, I'm going to buy in on some of the tie-ins because it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Han Solo one is going to be, I think, probably the most... I think that one, because it's Han Solo, I think that one even has a bigger challenge right. than, than Rogue One had because it it's it's around such a beloved character. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot that they're going to have to make sure that they execute, you know, with excellence and just that, you know, just do it the best they could. And if it's anything less than that, fans aren't going to appreciate it, yeah. you know? So I think there's maybe even more pressures for that one. Uh, but as far as like where it falls into the timeline, young Han Solo, it's Han Solo. It He's going to be the same guy no matter how old he is like, yeah, yeah. episode seven told us hey han solo as an old guy is still han solo he's still cocky and yeah. awesome and so you know it doesn't really matter uh the boba fett one i mean it's it's kind i mean he's just a he's just an awesome cool dude so it's like mm-hmm. he could just go on any adventure so it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter that's when. what I, I was gonna say with with boba fett i hope that it's totally detached yeah like, i almost don't want to see any like Leave Other, the rebellion. Yeah. Leave the empire. Kind of leave that. Put that all aside, and maybe just deal with Boba Fett and like and Jabba. Yeah. You know, and yeah. stuff like. Don't even really deal with yeah. main issue stuff, big w- picture issue stuff. You know. Yeah, it would be cool. Like if 
if he did something. Obviously, I think Jabba has to be somehow in the movie mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, at least mentioned. But um, somehow he has to go on this mission to capture someone, kill someone. What if he blah, goes blah, to blah. capture Obi-Wan? And then, you, yeah, and you just kind of realize whoever that person is, like, oh, yeah, like, that's that one guy from a... I, I, some tie-in I think is good, but right. to your point, it would be fun if he just goes and he just goes on a mission to go do a job for Jabba, mm-hmm. but for Jabba, so it, I think it'll be, I think it'll be fine. Um, see, I would really like for the Han Solo one too to to take a straight up, much like this one did. I wanted to take a straight up to a New Hope, a, a, one of the movies. Yeah, like it, I'm okay with it spanning a wide gap of time. Okay, but I would like for it to just end. I don't, like, I guess I wonder, and do you know, actually, if the actor that signed on to play Hanzo. Han, is he signed on for multiple ones, or is it just the one? I think it's just one, but I'm I'm not entirely sure, to be honest with you. What I don't want is just, like, eight Han Solo movies. <laughs> like, I, I, do, I do think that there is a potential that, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say, what if they, what if this, the Han Solo movies just received and great great yeah greatly and it's just like we got to make more like there has to be more there's more money to be made from these movies right right i don't know maybe he does he does do one or a couple more afterwards i'm not entirely sure um but getting back to rogue one um quickly uh any i know we kind of talked about like hey none of our characters really made it so what's the point but are there was there any character that you just really thought man this this guy or you know this person this girl whatever w- was pretty incredible and they're like they did you know i really enjoyed their performance or what they did or their humor was there anyone like that that stood out to you i think it was k2so yeah i think he was he was a lot of fun and he felt a lot like c3po but he's st- like he was still distinctly uh, different from c3po okay um and just like him kind of spouting off the uh like just spouting off random, you know, like this is how, like this is the likelihood, you know, like the bad news the that bad no news. one wants. It right, right. Like everybody, <laughs> yeah. Like he's like really just straight and upfront with you, you yeah. know. Um, and I also just thought it was cool to see, like, because we haven't seen a whole lot of humanoid droids, mm-hmm. um, like since it, at least I think in four, five, six as much, aside from three PO and ones like three PO, and so it was interesting to see one like this is. Because really, um, with the exception of The Force Awakens, this is as far as technology's come, you know? Like, so th- holding C-3PO against K-2SO, now like, K-2SO can use guns, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, it's not weird of him to use guns. And I know the droids, you know, in the original trilogy, or in the prequel trilogy, could use guns as well. But yeah. um, just considering how cheaply uh, C-3PO is in comparison... <laughs> to k2 was uh was a lot of fun and then he like his death i think was the most like heartful one you know i would i i agree with you uh wholeheartedly like i thought i think it was because it was correct me if i'm wrong maybe the most sacrificial death that we're that we've seen at least because maybe only because he's a a droid so he was able to withstand more damage but yeah but like 
I mean, he took uh, multiple sh- gunshots, mm-hmm. you know, like blaster shots or whatever, you know. And so to see each one, and he's still trying, he's still communicating, and he's still telling them, he's like, still, "This is what you can yeah. get. It. You can get it like without it, using the machines <laughs> and stuff." And I was just like, and then I, he seals the door. I did find myself like, "Oh snap!" And again, I think only because it was a droid, maybe that they were able to take it that far. Because if it was a human, like, okay, that's excessive violence. Like, you don't need... I mean, they did it with Boromir. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And Lord of the Rings. (laughs) That's true. He just got like... (laughs) No, I'm not done. (laughs) But but so, like, maybe that's why. But, like, just to see him slowly die and take a blaster shot after shot after shot. And then, like, just, like, die there on, like, on the control panel. You know? like his lights go out. Yeah, I was just like... Oh snap! Like he really, he went for it, you know. Like so, it was mm-hmm. odd. It was a droid. I know it's not even a droids real... <laughs> and animals, man. Those robots they get me every time. <laughs> it's they not get, fair. It's King Kong, man. It's huh? King Kong all over again. <laughs> um, but so I, I would agree. I liked, I liked, I really liked the the droid. I thought yeah. that was uh. Was he your your favorite? Of I the... think so. I want to say it was it was a toss up. It was a toss up either between him or I'm pulling up the other. Uh, potential character uh remind me again shirut yeah yeah uh, uh our blind jedi was he a uh he is one of the wills I yes. think is what they call him um call them rather he he was great i really i really enjoyed it and that little line of when they bagged his head when they kidnapped him he's like really I'm blind. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I just thought that was yeah. great. Like, yeah. I just thought that was really just, just a small little line there, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but it added a lot to it. Um, but I really, I, I, I would say it'd be a, a toss up between those two characters of, as far as the ones I enjoy the most. I really thought that when he, as he's walking out the last time to flip the master switch. Oh my gosh. I really thought he was going to, that that staff was going to be a lightsaber all along. <laughs> I, I really, like, I was like. Like Darth Maul style? Like, he was, <laughs> like either that or he was going to break it in half and it was going to be dual wheeled yeah. or something. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, I was ready to freak out. Like, that would have been sick. Also, one huge thing that I think is worth talking about just for a little bit. And, Cody, we're guys, so we're not going to be able to talk about this for, for too much. But mm-hmm. uh, it is kind of cool that uh in the last two star wars movie movies the leading protagonist is a female yeah like that's a big deal i feel like just for our time and just to let you know like i I, it says so much as far as where um movies are going where hollywood is going it's definitely i think a good thing to have i agree diversity in um the leading role as far as protagonists and stuff like that um is concerned and you know, we originally thought about having Mel as one of a as a guest for this podcast, uh, for this particular episode, to unpack that further. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you know, like Mel, how does it feel like that? This is your like you're seeing movies where you know females are leading the way to some degree with some of these big mm-hmm. action movies, and so. Uh, but it is it is really cool to to see that, and it is cool to think like, hey, like if I have you know, a daughter one day and, you know, she starts, you know, she's watching. She can save the rebellion. Yeah. yeah. She could, you know, she's watching these movies and I'm like, yeah, you could, you could totally save, 
whatever you want to say like, hope yeah. they brought us hope <laughs> so it was princess leia in yeah, there. yeah i was like how do they do that <laughs> it's like they needed like <laughs> my this is seriously when leia showed up yeah which i did like some research and they're like they did use an actress okay but then i think they like went in and you know digitally like you know made her look more like leia and stuff okay but, um but when they sh- when she showed up i was like like how come they didn't how come in Avengers, they didn't make Tony look young the same way? Like for when he's... Oh, in uh, Civil War? In, when when he... Or uh, what? Age of Ultron. The, Sorry. Okay. In Age of Ultron. Right? It's, what are you talking about? I'm not about? getting... When, when Tony's doing the speech at... It's Civil War with his parents. And oh, that yeah. Was, it is at Civil that War. That was sorry. the last time he yeah. saw them. Yeah. 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 It looked weird. Like <laughs> he... Time. I was like, how... like. She looked really young. Like, that looked like Carrie Fisher. Sounded yeah. like Carrie Fisher and yeah. everything. Yeah. So I was like, that was my first thought. I was like, wait a minute. And then Marvel they, Studios, why'd you, what'd you talk If I'm about? not mistaken, I know I know Matt Sanders uh, was actually talking to me about this before. You should be here, buddy. And <laughs> in the weeks leading up to Rogue One. But the general was all CGI, too. General for, Tarkin? From, from the original trilogy that he was in you know he was in rogue one if is that is that the name what i believe so what? it was the same general that was in the original yeah, tarkin yeah yeah. yeah 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 um he was he was cgi that's what that's what matt was telling me uh leading up to it that um because if I'm not mistaken, I think the actors, I think the actors dead. I don't know why I'm laughing. I think I think some nervous. Well, so Red Leader, Red that's Leader what, was dead. Yes, he died at the beginning of the beginning of this year. Yeah. So, um, so that I was like, that was crazy too. I think, but so big. I mean, it, the fact that they were able to pull off, you know, the general and then Princess Leia, like with CGI and special effects, is is pretty incredible. If I mean, just where we are with technology. Um, for sure, that's an awesome. Yeah, like, that's says, an awesome use. It says the character of Grand Moff Tarkin, played in uh, Star Wars by Peter Cushing, is revived and performed by Cushing despite his death in '94. Cushing is resurrected with CGI and actually performed by got by Guy Henry. There you go. So, um, so yeah, so that, I mean, the special effects in that regard, I didn't catch any of it. I will say, Leia looked. I don't know if she looked weird, but maybe in my head I, I just think it's knew. like, yeah, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why. I think that's why. The Hulk gave it away. Like Leia, you almost had me, but the Hulk definitely gave it away. Yeah. Um, but also she, we saw Red yeah. Five die. Yes. So yeah. that Luke could become I was yeah. like I was like Bwah. That's what I was telling that's what that's the other thing I was catching like I was talking to Brittany during the movie. I was like, that, that's important. Why is that important? Like I couldn't put my finger on it that's why see that's and that's why star wars is not my main my main franchise because <laughs> i don't know these little things as much as uh you do cody and as much as matt and mel and a lot of our other geeky friends uh cp any uh, last thoughts uh opinions anything else regarding rogue one i don't think so i am i'm just now on imdb looking at trivia and <laughs> uh, and R2-D2 and C-3PO, it says, you know, make a brief cameo, which yes. we know. But that makes Anthony Daniels the only char- only actor to appear in all the movies so far. There you go. He's the Nick Fury. He's Nick Fury. That's <laughs> it. He's Coulson up into the, Avengers. Oh, spoiler alert. Uh, 
too. Don't watch Agents of Shield because it's not real. But <laughs> anything else, Andy? I think I'm good. I, I think uh, overall it was a it was a good movie. I don't mind that I saw it opening weekend. I think I think if I see it again, which it, there's a I think there's a small chance I'll see it again in theaters. Yeah, it would be a matinee price. Okay, I, I would be okay seeing a matinee. And I think the price of the matinee ticket is well worth the last ten minutes of the movie. Like that, they, like I would pay five bucks just to pull up a YouTube clip of the Darth Vader scene. <laughs> like somehow, if I can give Disney five dollars for me just to watch that clip on YouTube, mm-hmm. I would do that easily. When when we see him the first time with Krennic, I was like, surely that's not it, right? Yeah, like I, I was like yeah. a little disappointed. I thought, yeah, good call. I was thinking the same thing. Like I hope there's more of Darth because that would be really. Like, I just, yeah. That would be kind of sucky. Yeah. No, they they gave us a lot more. Oh yeah. Bloody more. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. It was a good movie. Would you see it again, CP? I'll see it again. Probably matinee. Although I need to see Fantastic Beasts again first. So. Yes. Priorities and stuff. But <laughs> uh, so that is our episode of Heroes and Rogue One. Thank you so much for listening to Heroes and. If you like what you hear, share us with your friends. And for the latest geeky news, check us out on Twitter. And for memes that are at least a little bit funny, follow us on Instagram both at heroes underscore and and don't forget to check out our facebook as well at facebook.com slash heroes and just want to give you guys a new comics that come out uh december 21st we have star lord issue number one justice league versus suicide squad issue number one and uncanny x-men issue number 16 that is a tie-in to the inhumans versus x-men big crossover event Other than that, thank you so much for listening to Heroes And. I'm Andy. And I'm Cody. And And we're out. out.